Hey, what's going on, guys? Donald coming to you from Penguin Style Masao, Japan. A very cold and snowy day. I just got back off the road from Yokohama. I uh, pretty much did a turn and burn, leaving about uh, 3 a.m. on the uh, 6th. Uh, going down, dropping off a few cars and coming back. A um, lot of snow here to clean up. And brought a, brought a, took, took a couple cars down and brought a car back. Um, so I um, was going to go ahead and call it a day, go get some rest, but not my style. Don't I like to utilize the most of the day. Um, my bad again for leaving you guys abruptly the last time in a live uh, live recording and also for the audio. I re-uploaded the video and, uh, and uploaded the uh, audio, uh, so you, oh, up uh, upscale the audio so it's a lot more louder and you guys can uh, follow along. Um, I went back through the went back through the live uh, questions or well, live um, this live chat and pull out a couple of questions. I'll answer a little bit later on, um, and also I just initially want to clear a few things up uh, because I had. Um, Thanks again for the guys who initially uh, got involved with the channel, or well, not the channel, but the podcast already. We talk, again, I've been talking about it for a while and wanted to go ahead and get it started. Uh, one thing I just got to make clear for a few guys out there who are checking in, listening. I got a lot of private, well, not a lot. I got about five or six private messages uh, from various people saying I should do various things and I should do it like this and do it like that. Uh, just to nip it in the bud because you guys who know me, who talk to me face to face, know who, how I am. And uh, I'll stop talking about myself. Um, I, I, I do things my way. I'm a pretty analytical person. I see a lot of different things. I, of course, watch a lot of different podcasts, but I'm going to do my thing here. I'm not rushing to be like any other channel out there. I don't care to, you know, the production value, again, will go up a little bit as I get more time and a gear, uh, get a better gear. I'm, I got my own style, and I'm going to do my own thing. So, again, thanks for the input. But I got this, this distinction and this, you know, stay along for the ride. If you don't like what I do, go to another channel. If you like what I do, stay along, bring your friends and stuff like that. So I just want to clear that up, that, again, I have my style, my way of doing things. I'm not trying to emulate anybody out there. I'm running a performance shop. I run an international business, and I run it solo. Not because I can't find help. Um, it's because I prefer to do it that way. Things get done, and things are more efficient. So everybody got different styles. That's the way I work. Nothing against how you work or how you do things or how you want to do things. But, again, take all that advice and stuff you're giving me. Start your own channel, and then we can link up and do some stuff in the, in the future. But, again, if you're not doing it yourself, it's kind of hard to take advice from somebody else who's not doing it themselves. I'm sorry. Um, I had the notion and, and I had the, the gumption uh, to start this business and do all the stuff I'm doing right now. If I can think and calculate for all that stuff, I think I can calculate for a podcast. So, just, again, um, I know it's going to rub some people the wrong way, so be it. But again, I got my my way of doing stuff. You got your way of doing stuff. Just do that. Uh, so just getting right into it. Um, I've talked to a few guys over the, the last couple of days, and I'm uh, definitely going to have guests on. I, again, I was uh, on this ride down to Yokohama. I think a lot while I'm by myself and while I'm driving on the road, like being on the road and everything. Um, definitely not, not going to have a you know, solo podcast because that's kind of boring talking about yourself and it's, you know, talking about random stuff, it's better to converse with another person. So, again, uh, I've already got the second mic uh, on the way here, um, looking at a few different cameras uh, with a higher resolution. I uh, still shoot about 1080, 1080p, uh, but, again, just a, a little better uh, cameras uh, to get a better viewership uh, for the guys out there. I'm shooting with the GoPro right now, and as you can see, the, the, uh, the but it kind of switches, like, back and forth. As you can see right here, the video switches back and forth, and that's kind of what I don't want. I want to avoid that. Um, so again, I'll be having, um, but the first few guys I talked to for guests, um, I'll be having, um, Alan Newsom of Bridge Moto One. I'll be having, uh, Dave Adams of, uh, Drift Taxi. And then I'll be having Chris Debord, uh, one of my guys I met in, uh, college, RX-7 drifter and, uh, you know, actor, comedian, stuff like that. So I definitely will have, de definitely have more people on, uh, because it, I feel, you know, I get, I get their story out there. And I'm not just talking about myself. And it gets, you know, it gets you to know those guys. And also, just the people in my circle I've known for a, for a good amount of time. I want to get those guys' uh, names out there and everything. So definitely want to have some guests on there. So, um, I mean, why, why, you know, I got you guys here. Again, again there's a lot of different things. Um, I know in my mind, again, just while thinking, going down there, uh, you know, uh, down to Yokohama, just thinking a lot, of, a lot of thinking, a lot of thinking. So, I mean, again, I could talk, kind of rant and talk forever. Um, generally, I don't really talk to talk to a lot of people because I'm here by myself all the time. So uh, don't normally only talk to customers about their cars and things like that. Uh, so I got a few things, uh, a few notes here, uh, a few things I'll, I'll uh, you know, that's kind of been, you know, on my mind a lot. And uh, the biggest thing, you know, is um, like I touched about the touched on, you know, earlier about the podcast and how I'm going to do my things. The biggest thing um, I see a lot of, you know, of 
you know, not only car stuff, but just in life general, it's just like uh, my, my uh, one of my buddies said, uh, unsolicited advice or unsolicited, um, you know, the, the thing about social media, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff like that, the way most guys uh, post and everything, they're like posting for feedback. You're posting for likes and stuff like that. Uh, for me and my own personal, you know, my, my business and stuff like that, I post for promotional things only. I'm not posting uh, for feedback. I don't really, you know, a lot of people say they don't care, but I genuinely don't, you know, I do my thing. I have my ways of doing stuff, and I genuinely, I genuinely really don't care about, um, you know, uh, people's opinions. You know what I mean? I do what I do. Um, and, and especially, you know, if you ain't face to face with me, look at me in my eyes talking and everything it really doesn't carry a lot of weight. Um, so, you know, when we were talking down south, one of my guys and he's just like, yeah, you know, everybody has, you know, you know, you have to do this. You got to do this. You got to do rocket bunny this. You got to do this kid. Build your car. Do what you're going to do. Like forever, all your life, just do it how you want to do it. And that'll work out the best way. And, uh, you know. The, the podcast thing, you know, kind of, you know, going on that little tangent about uh, how people want me to do things, um, that's kind of like what I'm getting into, even with the podcast deal. You know, just starting out only the second episode of I don't know how many I'm, how many I'm going to do. If I do 10 episodes and never do it, do it again, it's been a good run. You know what I mean? So I'm going to do it again how I want to do it, and that's how I generally live my life. Um, the, the biggest thing, you know, some guys will, you know, say, oh, you know, I get defensive or whatever. It's not defensive. I'm not, you know, defensive is like, it's a different, you know, I think speaking with confidence and speaking with uh, not not being trying to be tactful and speaking bluntly, people see that as being defensive. I'm never defensive because I know, like, whatever I'm doing, you know, I got a pretty good grasp on it, and I'm not – a defensive person is somebody that feels challenged or, you know, they're trying to prove something and stuff like that. I do what I do in my life. Again, I've accomplished tons of things, and, um, I, you know, if I, if I quit everything I've done, do, I do right now – Outside of taking care of my family, I'll be a very accomplished guy, and I can stop there. Uh, but again, um, you know, it's just um, again with the whole the whole unsolicited advice, um, guys posting for feedback or or for, uh, hey man, what should I do with this or what do you guys think should I, I should do with this? When you're asking people like that, most people kind of assume that everybody when you put stuff out there, they're looking for that kind of feedback. Now, constructive criticism is one thing, and you definitely should look into it. If somebody saying do this or do that. But, you know, when it comes to, again, you know, building your car, how you do your thing in life, different stuff like that, you kind of, you have to pick and you have to, you know, listen to it. Don't don't blow people off. But at the same time, don't, you know, don't be too nice where you can't say, no, nah, I'm good or I'll do it this way. You know, because I, I, I've, you know, the few guys, again, who hit me up, hit me up already about the podcast. I'm like, no, nah, you know, I, I got the way I'm going to do this. I'm not waiting till everything is perfect and stuff like that. And that's the biggest thing I see. Um, you know, again, out there, too, is everybody trying to wait till everything is uh, perfect and, and then start, you know, and do everything like that. So, I mean, when I post stuff online, again, there's certain things I don't post online because, you know, you, everything you put out there, it, it is what it is. So if you put some crappy stuff out there, you're going to get some kind of, you know, people offering unsolicited advice, uh, kind of like the cappuccino there. When I, put, I posted it out there, you know, I just did like a test fit. And then it got shared around a bunch and everything. And guys like, oh, you, you spray paint over rust. I just did that because I I had already grinded on some stuff and I wanted to that was just sprayed on there to stop it from spreading. That was not like you know I'm not I'm definitely not going to build a car or rust on it. I mean again I'm running a shop. You should kind of know that I have some kind of you know some kind of forward thinking process and uh, you know some people don't think forward like that. I do. So again it's not me being defensive and stuff like that. It's just me telling you I got this. And if I ever, if you ever feel like I'm being defensive, I'm just trying, like whatever you're saying, I got it. Whatever you think you're telling me that's new, I've already thought about it. Uh, some guy was saying about you know my, the last video about the audio. That was a live video. I didn't, I couldn't check the levels while I was doing it. The software I got is decent, but I'm gonna get some uh, newer software that I can actually do live. Um, the you don't need a producer, just doing live levels and things like that, so I can see it better and control it. So again. Not waiting until everything is perfect and didn't get it started. If you do that, life never starts. Everything is not going to be perfect and stuff like that. Again, I'm just kind of ranting and I'm just uh, displaying my ideas and stuff like that. That's why I want to get another guest in here so I can talk to another person and not just rant. Again, um, 
I don't. I'm, it seems like I'm a quiet guy and everything, but again, I I can conversate pretty well. So I, I just really can't wait to get my guests on here. They'll get their uh, their hardware and everything on their end set up, and then we'll do the uh, we'll do things over Skype. But I'll be using XSplit or some different kind of uh, broadcasting software and everything. So um, yeah, that, that's just kind of um, again some things that was on my mind driving down there. Um, again, I, I don't. Some I guess everybody's human. And it, it, some things just kind of like, you know, everything, every, people are bothered by things as much as you say you're not bothered by it. It's not that, you know, I, 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 I'm I worried about people's feedback. It's just um, I'm going to do it how I'm going to do it. For the podcast, for my cars, for everything I do, I'm going to do it my way. Um, I'm not looking to emulate anybody. And that's, that's kind of like somebody asked, um, you know, like, you know, growing up, who did you emulate and stuff like that? I didn't emulate anybody. Um, I don't know what it was, but you know I, I respect everybody. I respect different people's game, but I never, I never. Um, we're all human, you know. Only thing you know, you know, we got different skin colors, different things like that. Some people make more money than other people, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you know, we're all at the end of the day, everybody's human. Everybody's human beings, breathing in the same oxygen, bleeding the same blood. So. No matter what somebody else does or has or whatever, I never put anybody over myself. I never want to ever go back and redo my life and stuff like that. And that's one of the, the biggest things I say uh, to a lot of people that come here and talk to me about, you know, how I started the shop. Why did I take the route I took as far as, um, you know, not doing any bank loans? Um, the business is growing, uh, but it's growing a little slower because I didn't get any, I didn't get a $50,000 business loan uh, to start things out. And that was the way I wanted to go. I'd rather work harder. And the biggest thing that I see out there for a lot of people, um, not only business or life or cars or whatever, everybody now wants the easy route. Um, a lot of you young guys out there, you want that easy route. And it's, it's you want to get to that certain level. You see that older guy that got all this stuff. That guy struggled at one point. He was in your shoes. I mean, unless you got like a, you know, a trust fund or your parents are giving you a ton of money, everybody starts from somewhere. So, again, when I first got in the game, I didn't have all these cars. I didn't have a shop. You know, I didn't have a lift. I, I did stuff in the back alleys. You know, I didn't have a lot of stuff. And I still, I mean, I, I'm pretty satisfied where I'm at and the things I have. But, you know, um, again, like I said before in the last one, I, I'm always about uh, new accomplishments. Um, so I always want to always do more. I always want to accomplish more. I always want to go more places and do things. The military allowed me to do a lot, a lot of different stuff. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's just the way I run my life, man. And um, I, that's how it's going to be, you know, forever. Again, I got my style. I'm hard-pressed on it. And the thing is where most people, most people are used to saying things or doing things to other people and not getting that feedback, and I give it to people. And, then, again, it, some people are rubs in the wrong way, but, again, that's not my problem. That's your problem. Uh, I'm again. I'm pretty confident, uh, pretty pretty good with where I'm at in my life, and I'm I'm solid. You know, I don't need anybody to tell me anything, stuff like that. And it's not about being big headed or whatever. It's just how you spend your day, how you think, how you read, and things like that allow you to actually think that way. And uh, when you put people above you or you think their ideas are better and stuff like that, again, respecting and conversating with different human beings. But when you think that um, you know other people are or, or over you and stuff like that, it kind of limits your growth. Um, kind of, you know, playing into motorsports, um, that's why, you know, I respect different builds. I see different things. I see everything out there. I'm not like a guy over here in Japan. I still see what goes on in the States. I see what goes in Australia. You know, with the social media, it's, it's easy to keep, you know, just, you know, go through, see what guys are doing and stuff like that. We all pull from each other. Uh, but at the same time, you can put your own, your own twist on things and do your own thing. And um, that's what I do. So again, I, 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 again, I respect what everybody else out there is doing, uh, but I do my own thing. How I'm gonna do it? So that, that's kind of like I said, I ran it a little bit, and that's just more so about you know, again, the, the feedback I got already from the first episodes, first couple episodes, um, the way my style is, and it's just that's just the way I am. I'm a, I'm a heart, you know. I'm a, I, I press for it, you know. I work hard. I find a way. I find a way to make everything happen. So again, uh, with those, you know. Who are looking for a certain kind of podcast out there? Um, just, just bear with me. You know, give me, you know, give me, you know, about a solid thirty episodes. Every, you should see things slowly change. Uh, like I said, I'll get more stuff here, and the big thing is getting guests on here. So, um, I just said, uh, like I said, I want to get to the, the questions right here and uh, answer a few of the questions from the uh, the last live podcast. And um, that was the. Um, let me see. This is uh, Doctor Doobie. Um, he's asked me, do I still got Yoshioka's old uh, D1 A86? Um, yeah, I still got the Yoshioka's A86 uh, that I got from uh, 
my uh, guy Angelo down there in um, uh, at uh, Yakota is sitting on the um, sitting on the container right now. Um, I, I got plans to definitely restore it, uh, but right now it's just not a priority. I got other cars that are way, that are ahead of it that I got to get out, got to get sold, um, get some cash around, and also put the um, uh, display the shop's uh, abilities. So one thing, I, one way I've been doing that for the Japanese cars is building cars and selling them. So they get to see the work and see the swaps and stuff like that. Um, uh, I have the 3SG, uh, 3SGE for it um, that I'm going to turbo and swap in there. Right now it's up for sale, but I can get them pretty uh, cheap. Um, so that's what's going to happen with that. What I'm, what I'm going to do with this car, though, I'm pretty much just going to set it all back to how Yoshioka drove it. Try to um, have the, uh, the vinyl all remade and uh, pretty much make a replica of the car and take it on drive. It'll be cool to see, again, because that car, when I, when I got it from Angelo, uh, it was kind of cool because, you know, he hit, he, like, he, it was up for sale on, on Facebook, and I seen it, and he was like a thousand bucks. I was like, nah, this got to be a typo. And I'm like, you know, you want a thousand bucks for this car? And I was like, dude, I'll be down there and pick it up. So I had, a, I, had I actually had a trailer, uh, not a trailer, but a uh, rollback um, truck for rental that I was doing, had it for another event that it got canceled. So I was like, dude, I'll be down there. So I pretty much loaded. This is back when I was single by myself, no family. So, I mean, it was really easy to, to hop on the road. Um, so I just loaded up some tools and everything, some tight, some tight on straps, and jetted down to Saitama and met him down there at one of his buddy shops, and uh, picked it up, and uh, brought it back here, and it's been here since. It was, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good, pretty good conversation starter. And everybody, when they pass by the shop, you know, I got it sitting up, sitting up on a container there. Definitely uh, stands out, and um, it's definitely cool to see. I've, I talked to uh, Yoshioka uh, son about the uh, car, or whatever. He was like pretty cool about it uh, being built down there at Drew P. And uh, he was like, you know, definitely like looking forward to being rebuilt. So again, as you guys know, I got I got a ton of cars. Just kind of segue segueing off this question, I got a ton of cars. I've sold the cars. I've sold S two thousand. Got that back. NSX is still sitting outside. I've sold a bunch of cars in the name of getting the business going. And and nothing is a few cars that are off limits because I, it's things I want to deal with and that's going to promote the business. And it got too much money into it. We're not going to get the money back. So. Some things are not sellable uh, because you're just, you're just not going to get that money, and it's it's like not worth it. It's not worth to sell it for six k or seven k, and you spend that money on bills or whatever you got to do inside of a week, and then your car is gone. And I've I sold a few cars. Um, the C thirty five, that RB twenty six one, that got sold. I sold the Evo, I sold RB twenty five, RB R thirty twos. Sold a lot of cars, and I I didn't sell. Uh, I think. I sold my first car. My I sold my first car. I think back in 2016 or 2015, um, it was my R32, uh, the two door, and that was the first car I sold you know, to anybody. I, I just it's something about selling. I work for those cars, and it's, it kind of takes me back to uh, Gran Turismo. Um, you know, always growing a garage and stuff like that. And it's just like a, a, people collect baseball cars, people collect stamps. I just like cars, man. I like you know even if they. They, they're a project or, you know, there's just the chances or something like that. It could be used for something soon or it's my own private junkyard. Um, so just not into selling cars. And every car that I have sold, I'm definitely going to get back. And it seems like every time I sell a car, some way I get like two more cars back. So I don't know. It's just hard to get rid of cars and things like that. So, again, that car is definitely still going to be utilized. I'm going to put it back together, uh, replicate it just like it was before, and then um, uh, I'll, I'll drift it, take it out to meets, take it out to events. It'll be kind of cool to see that back again. And maybe hey, uh, Yoshioka-san, when he comes back in Japan or whatever, he can slot it around. That's pretty cool uh, and everything. But I'm definitely not going to sell it. Uh, that's, 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 you know, that was one of, one of the cars when I first got into um, uh, when I first got into drifting, I, would, I remember seeing and everything. So, Definitely not going to sell that. Let me see. This is a Romero Anchovy. Kind of cool name, Romero Anchovy. So he said, you're ever going to try for D1? I actually, I had, I, I did D1, I did D1E for about two and a half seasons with my R33. But at that time, I was, um, I was daily driving the car. You know, not to make excuses. I just, I kind of fell short each time when I, when I went out there and, and uh, did my thing. Um, other than getting FaceTime, it was kind of un, very un, unsuccessful. Um, shortly after that, I found like a trailer, and then I was actually got a little bit better. But then shortly after that, I got into um, uh, starting to uh, get prepared for the shop and everything. Um, I did um, I did a trial for D1 uh, D1 Street Legal License licensing right before that uh, right before the accident in Nico. I had um, I went down there. I, I had an issue with my engine. I borrowed a buddy's engine, 
and he actually had the stock oil pump, and the oil pump had broke, as you can see in the last, uh, my old videos from uh, Mor uh, Moraba. And um, that was just, you know, I was right there, man. If everything would have went well, I would have got my D1 uh, street, le street legal license, and um, that would have been it. But, you know, things didn't work out. Still keep pushing forward. And uh, things are just not going to be how you want it to be. Now with the shop and everything, I got more resources. Uh, you know, I definitely can, uh, the D1 lights, D1 street legal lights, or D1 lights is pretty much D1 street legal. Uh, after that Nico incident, they shut everything down. Um, so D1 is cool. I was I was pushing more for it when I was military because it was a... Um, it was like a it was like a check in the book or whatever because at that time again I wasn't going to be staying in Japan I was just going to be I was doing my military career I was planning about 20 years but things changed and that's a, that's something for later I'll talk about um, and D1 D1 is cool but after being here a long time and and seeing how it worked behind the scenes kind of get jaded a little bit and it's not all what it's cracked up to be so I kind of changed my my outlook on it and I. I gave D1 a lot of money, and I, I didn't do well and everything. My own, you know, the drive, you know, my driving skills is what they are. Um, I can compete, but the I just fell short. Either there's mistakes I made out there or the car, again, from driving it daily, hitting bumps. I had a perfect alignment, and then, like, bam, I messed up the alignment. I got no money to fix it. Things like that happen. And, and again, you can make, you know, excuses or whatever. It's just it is what it is. Uh, for that reason, I never got D1 Street Legal license, D1 GP, stuff like that. So, I got King of Asia, license, pro license. I drove with uh, Nakamura, Luke Fink, uh, Daigo Saito, uh, all those guys, man. So, I mean, I've driven with pro guys. My first pro event, I think it was maybe 45 or close to 50 cars. I placed top 16 in a car that I, I built from a, from a frame inside of like a month and a half, like less than a month, less than a month's time. Um, I never drove, the first time I drove the car, I drifted, it was in a pro event. I never, I drove it from my house to the, um, uh, well, dr drifted it. I drove it from my house to the uh, alignment shop, got it aligned by Shingo, and put it on the truck and went to uh, Nico. Uh, most people never would do something like that, but I, I already spent the money. I was like, you know, I'm going to do it. And that's the thing about, you know, I just took advantage of the situation and made it happen. And that's, you know, with life, it's just, you know, the biggest thing I told guys is just take advantage of all situations, of all uh, situations, meeting people, doing things. Never just like oh, I'm gonna stay home or do that. You don't never. You never know who you're gonna meet, who you're gonna run into. I got a magazine feature off of it. Met some Japanese buddies. Met some guys that I've known for a long time, and things like that. So I met. Uh, I think that was the first time I met. Um, uh, was that the first time I met Celine Takeshi? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was actually the first time. I think Takeshi and uh, Celine. We met for the first time. We known each other online for a long time, so got to meet some good friends, and uh, it was it was all around good. You know, again from coming from the garage to putting the engine in, wiring everything up, I was still painting uh, bumpers and stuff. The, the couple of days, seventy two hours before there, the car had no graphics on it. Alan from uh, Gaijin Drift, we made all the graphics and got stuff on there. Uh, so again, I you know I, I that was my last, that was my first and last biggest event, pro wise. Uh, so there's a lot more stuff going on. The thing about the King King of Asia is a new thing. Suchia's son is involved with it. Keiichi Suchia is involved with it. There's a lot of drama in the, in the drift world. And, again, I can speak on it. I've seen it. Uh, you got the D1. You got MSC, which I think is probably not around anymore. You got Drift Muscle, which, again, is definitely Keiichi's son's uh, deal. And um, then you have the um, just different all these different drift series. But there's a lot of drama inside of the, the – there's a lot of drama inside of the, the drift world that – I mean, again, it really has nothing to do with me. I don't follow it. I drift anywhere I want. I drift whoever I want. But at the same time, I noticed after I did the King of Asia event, um, there was a lot of there was a little bit people change. And then it's like you know, if you're in this camp and you're drifting with this guy, then I took a picture with him. You know, what I mean, I'm not really in the pictures, but I mean, like this guy, you know, he, you know, I've watched the drift bubble well over 50 times. So Alan, I took a picture with him, and I was like, you know, whatever. And I actually asked Tsuchiya-san uh, to take a picture full Japanese, so he was shocked. You know, I spoke, the whole conversation we had was Japanese, a little bit of Japanese I know. And uh, he was, like, kind of shocked. And other Japanese guys behind him were, like, shocked that this, you know, this guy, black guy is talking Japanese and stuff like that, which my Japanese, again, is very limited. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, I'm going to, the competition stuff, definitely going to come back and do because winning is important. You want to definitely win. I'm a competitive guy. But at the same time, the, the biggest thing here is promotion of shop. 
most of the guys out there don't. You notice the same guys kind of went over and over. It's not. It's yeah, they're good. It's just their bank account is bigger. And the thing about it, if you can fix, if you can, you can drive to your maximum ability. You can, you can fix it and repeat. You're gonna have better results. The guys who can't afford to do that or can't, you know, get that, uh, that, 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 that um, you know, what, what's the, you know, whatever gear sets or whatever, you know, transmission and stuff like Hollinger transmission or whatever. Something like you know a Hollinger transmission versus a, a standard five five speed H pattern, you probably you know that guy's never going to miss a gear up down. That's it. You miss a gear, you straighten out, you lose the round. So just having a better transmission, uh, better uh, back more backups, the ability to get to the events. If you run a shop, you you don't have to ask for time off. Sit things that I'm I'm now able to actually do. Now when I go back to compete, I can shut down the shop on Wednesday. I can hit there. I can relax. I can practice two days in advance and then the event. So I got two whole days in advance. Then the guys will get there in the day before the event and practice and everything. So that's the stuff I'll be able to do now. Um, you know, and the reason I'm living here in Japan now, so it's, not, it's just not a rush anymore. So again, it kind of kind of expounding on the whole D1 question. I've driven I've driven with D1 drivers. I got pro license in another series. It's not really recognized as big as you know Formula Drift to Japan, which I. Uh, Talk to Robbie about. I'll be definitely doing that. It's got a. It's a system you got to rank up in. Again, skill sets are there. I know I can drive. That's not a thing. I can drive against anybody. I can drive with anybody in the world. That's. I'm. I'm sure about that. And uh, anybody can come test that. Definitely can. Definitely can will. And uh, it's just confidence that you got to have. And if you're not gonna have that confidence, you, 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 you. I never in anything I do think I cannot do it. I already know I can do it. And that's just that confidence you got to have in anything in life. You got to do that. Anything I do, whether this from music making, whether this from these medals right here, uh, from my uh, jujitsu. Um, when I go there, I know you know a lot of people think about stuff or I can't do it or I can't do this or whatever. I already know I can do it, and I, you gotta have that confidence in life. You already have that confidence in life. You already won at whatever you're trying to do. So again, everything I do, uh, which is a lot, is just confidence to having that. And again, I'm confident I'll be a household name. I'll be up there and everything. But it's just the road you gotta take. The road I'm taking is putting me in a position where I don't have to wait on anybody. I don't I don't owe anybody anything and I could do my own thing and go and come and go and come and go as I please because I don't owe anybody again anything. The sponsor thing, um, you guys will see a shocking car when I come back out. Pretty much all the sponsors I had are done. Um, that the stuff, you know, Sponsor things kind of. I'll, I'll touch on that. That'll be. I've already made a video about it, but I'll talk about it again. Probably with a guest or somebody else that can relate to what we're talking about. But the sponsor thing. Uh, do you support yourself, man? Um, Accent. You know, ten percent off here, fifteen percent off here, and you, you. It's not really. It's not really worth it, to be honest. And uh, you know, it's weird. You know, you know, I was one of those guys putting out all these, you know, companies and stuff like that. People are going to like only deal with you as far as they can, you know, get stuff done. Um, and that, again, that's another another topic I'll, I'll kind of touch on. Actually, I'll touch on it a little bit later uh, after these questions and stuff like that. I just kind of want to hold that thought. Um, so yeah, that's my thing with D1. Um, definitely, definitely, uh, it, D1 GP is definitely a, a, a goal uh, to to definitely get to, but it's not one that's I'm going to waste a lot of money uh, doing. The politics are there. The different things are there. I'm going to drift where I can, wherever I want. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to do something where the odds are stacked against me so much so that the skill set don't even matter, where you're already counted out before you start. Um, that, that's not cool. And if they already got who they want, they, they want the guys who they want to pick in there, that's just not something I want to get involved in. And this being like, uh, you know, you got friends in different uh, situations like that. You know, guys hang out the night before, and I've seen it, and I'm not going to call names or name names or whatever, but I've seen it happen. We all, some of us have seen it happen. Guys go out and drink. The night before, then the next day, dudes they're drinking with for judging him, and I, you know, I give him a nod or oh he's good to go or he's putting his he's lining my pockets with money. I've seen dudes blatantly mess up, and I've seen other guys drive better who are not connected with him and then get bumped out because that's their friend, and that's the kind of shit when I seen man. It was like, um, I, I was uh, it just kind of knocked the winds out of my sail, and I was like I didn't want to think it was like that, but after seeing it, you know, seeing it physically with my own eyes. It just kind of changed my mindset on things, and that's why I talked to like I talked to Alan about this at Bridge Motor, who I'll have on the show. Um, that's why I'm looking to go. I'm not like go back, like get into it, but go back to a grip, uh, grip driving, uh, wheel of wheel racing, time attack, uh, because it's th that at that it's just your skill set, and it's you against the clock. 
if your car breaks, your car breaks, but it's no nobody's judging. And that's the thing about drifting. I love drifting, the actual act of drifting, but the competition aspect, not the competition aspect, but the judging aspect is kind of related to like figure figure skating or whatever. You got your 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 fate is in the hands of I mean, of course, your driving is there. People can see your driving. But how many times can you count on your feet line? I mean, your timeline that you see like a FD uh, guys having bad decisions there or crying about this or crying about that, or he braked or he did this, or he was, he scrubbed speed here or blah, all these other different reasons uh, why you didn't win. The thing that what it comes down to is this, you got this three judges there and the judges are determining who does what or who goes where or who does, you know. But if you're bad, I mean, again, you look at guys like Daigo, they consistently win. I mean, Daigo is just, you know, again, there's there's drifting and guys who drift, and then, like, it's just um, seat time. That's all it comes down to, seat time. He just has a shit ton of seat time. That's all it comes down to, and that's all that matters, and uh, that's why he wins. I mean, he has, he, you know, he, I don't know what his family situation is, uh, how he got how he got the money to start, but where whatever, whatever it is, where he's at now is where he's at now, and as a result of uh, winning and doing his thing. Um, so I probably you know I heard his English is getting better. I've met I mean, of course I know Daigo a lot. We, we like we we seen each other in passing, but I don't know him personally. So maybe I'll get with uh, Robbie, who always uh, you know hang hang around him and know him, know him way better than I do. Uh, maybe I'll have uh, if I can get those guys up here, Robbie and uh, Daigo, and uh, do a uh, dual podcast. Because again, he um, he speaks English. I heard now, but again, he probably needs a needs a translator. But I like to talk to him, pick his brain about how he came up. Because I, I don't know, I, didn't, I haven't looked up, but to date, I haven't seen any him on any podcast or stuff like that. So I'm in Japan. Like, hey man, again, this is only the second second episode. There's no telling where things are gonna go. And, you know, the funding and stuff like that, of course, if I'm, if I'm bringing guests up from there, I want to, of course, pay for their, you know, their transportation. And, you know, it, whereas though it's, it's beneficial to them, by the, time I, by the time they come here, I get guys like that. You know, I got more viewers. I'm able to pump more stuff out there and not, not only pump my, my, you know, like I'll be talking about these uh, callovers from Reaction a little bit later. Not only pumping my stuff, but I'm, I'm all about my circle. Everybody, just the world is short. The uh, the motorsports world is short, but everybody sorry about that. Everybody has uh, different circles, uh, so all the circles and most guys know no no most guys know other guys. So just uh, bringing all the circles together and promoting my guys out there. Again, I'm not looking to promote anybody who's like you know overly big or already got stuff like that. I'm only looking to put my guys on. But again, you know I, I know Rob, Robbie is a good good guy. And I, I could probably get that stuff swung, but that's that's more for later down the line as things go. And I, I, honestly, the podcast production, guests, and all that stuff like that will go up as um, the shop gets better, and then I got more time to actually relax again. Right now, um, the, it was uh, the work day's over, work day's kind of over, and that's why I wanted to go ahead and shoot this for you guys and get get another episode out there and kind of keep it consistent, at least one or two podcasts a week. So that's my thing on that. And uh, Mr. Rob, who's uh, Tony. You're saying uh, let's talk some let's talk uh, jujitsu sometimes. Um, again, of course, as you guys know, again, I, I pointed to the medals here from these uh, Morioka uh, Fighters Challenge uh, down at um, for jujitsu. I got these are like on my white belt and a blue belt. I got a purple belt recently, but I haven't. Um, I, honestly, I've only rolled since I got my purple belt uh, ordered by uh, Rick uh, Gomez and those guys. I haven't rolled. Um, I rolled like I rolled once. And I uh, haven't really been into it. So, yeah, again, for the guy, like I said, I spoke a little bit about playing football and lacrosse and wrestling, played uh, college football, University of Maryland, walk-on. Uh, martial arts is something I always wanted to do, but we couldn't afford it. Or we weren't, there was no dojos in, in inner city Baltimore that I knew of. And it's just something I always wanted to do. So when I got to Iraq and I seen the guys doing it in uh, the gym there, um, I was like, yeah, man, I got to do this. And I got back in like 2000, uh, I think it was 2007, no, 2009. 2009, 2010, I did my first uh, uh, Edward Aku, uh, who's I think now he's a black belt, and uh, that dude uh, kind of like walked me into the life of uh, uh, gi jiu-jitsu as a white belt. And I mean, I could have went up the ranks pretty fast, but the thing about it, I was doing the racing stuff. Um, if it was not for racing, I'd definitely be. Uh, if it wasn't for racing, I'd definitely be fighting amateur, pro amateur MMA. Um, again, martial arts, just being physical, and it's you, you see a lot of wrestlers, a lot of football players, guys in different other sport, sports go to uh, mixed martial arts and jujitsu. Um, so definitely, I love uh, jujitsu. The thing is, you just gotta um, 
again, sacrifices of all kinds. I have to sacrifice mat time. I got to sacrifice not being with my, my buddies over there. Think about it. Most, most, you know, to be honest, it's just um, not getting injured. Um, I'm a pretty durable guy, but, you know, if I, if, I tw if I twist my ankle or break my leg or extend this or hyper or whatever, whatever, I can't work on cars. I got to work on cars to, to keep this shop open, uh, progress, provide service to, to you guys, and then, you know, most importantly, take care of my family. That's number one. Got to take care of that. You know what I mean? Uh, six, seven years ago, I would not even be that talk about a family, but I got one now. I made it, and uh, it's my responsibility, and I love, you know, I love my family and stuff like that, so I got to take care of that. Uh, but again, um, definitely, hey, Tony, also, uh, I'll definitely be coming back uh, to, to um, uh, roll with you guys on that Parastra. We still got Ohana on base here, uh, so you can roll there. And that's kind of just like I was talking about the D1 stuff, kind of goes into the same thing. Um, I would never let anybody tell me who I can associate with, who I can hang around, stuff like that. I'm going to associate with who I want to associate with, do what I want to do. And that's one, the kind of the one thing, um, uh, as far as jujitsu, I kind of don't like the Cobra Kai style where this is this school and you can't do that and you can't, you know, that's not my, I, I, I'm going to roll anywhere in the world with whoever I want to roll with. Now, I mean, of course, there are some really bad guys doing bad stuff that are, you know, definitely noted and definitely known. I'm not going to associate with those guys, but, you know, if they're good people, good intentions, I'm going to do what I got to do. Uh, drama is going to happen. That's part of life. You can't escape it, and there's going to be drama in all facets of life. Uh, but, again, I'm going to roll and do whatever I want to do with whoever I want to do. So I will see you guys there. And, um, you know, I go on the road. I pack my gi uh, and stuff like that. And, and, and again, love jiu-jitsu, love rolling. Um, the thing about jiu-jitsu is, um, again, I'm a purple belt now. Uh, but the thing about it, man, is it's like even when you get the black belt, you still got that white belt mentality. You still want to learn. And I've been doing jujitsu since 2000. I started in 2008. Uh, I want to say yeah, it was 2008, 2000. Tail end of 2007, into 2008 is when I started jujitsu. And uh, again, every time I roll, I learn something new. Every time it's like every, and I've got a lot of lot of rolling, uh, unofficial time away from when I was in Iraq for those three tours and Kuwait. A lot of time, but every time you step on that mat, it's, it's a different situation, you know, different training partners and things like that. Unless you keep rolling with the same guys over and over and over, you're never going to grow. And then you kind of you get you get to learn these guys' tendencies and things like that. And then you kind of do the same thing. So it goes for MMA, it goes for different things. Even when again, it kind of segues in all, to all facets of life. If you do the same things, repetitive repetitive things, you don't mix anything new in there. Uh, same thing with racing. If you race with the same guys or drift with the same guys all the time, you know what this guy does, but you never get to train with other people. Everybody got different circles because, of course, racing, you don't want to crash into somebody. Same thing for jujitsu. You want to roll with those people you know because you know they're going to keep you safe. It's kind of risky to roll with people you don't know because, again, this guy could be hyperactive, a new spaz, white belt, stuff like that, and break your arm, break your leg, you know, poke your eye and stuff like that. So it's kind of common for guys to want to stay within their own group and not uh, venture out of that. To just stay safe, and that applies to different things. It's, all, it's just life. And the cool thing about life is no matter what you do, again, I do music, there's group circles and everything, and you wanna, you're going to be with those who you're comfortable with, those who present less drama and stuff like that, or, and those that you benefit from and learn from and grow from. That's just things like that. So, again, uh, definitely going to get back to jiu-jitsu. We will roll. I see you got that white belt. Um, definitely going to put you to the test there, man. And uh, I see you got losing weight and everything. So, Tony, man, good stuff, man. I'm very happy to see you got into jiu-jitsu. And, um, yeah, man, jiu-jitsu is, is awesome. And uh, anybody out there, you know, uh, you know, health is, um, I, I stay, I, I'm not a big eater. I don't eat a lot of junk food. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not a fat guy, not obese and everything, but I'm not in the shape I was in when I was playing division one football. Um, I keep saying I got, I'm going to get back and I keep saying I'm going to get back into, um, uh, jujitsu and you got me on camera saying this. So if you don't, if I don't, uh, show up, you're going to definitely comment that I ain't coming to jiu-jitsu. So uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to actually change, modify the business hours a little bit here um, so I can get to the day, daytime sessions and still maintain the shop and everything. So the guys out there, customers and everything, you got to, you know, business hours are going to change on reservation based only. So again, uh, don't wait to don't wait to the last second because again, if we don't have a schedule set up, we don't have any business. Um, when you're ready to work and you, when you're ready to get back to, to me, it's not how it's going to work. You know what I mean? You got to be on my schedule and get things done my way and on my timeline. You know what I mean? That's just how it works. So, again, you can't just wait to the last second. Um, so I will be going back because, again, if I ain't got that good health here, my, my back's taking, you know, I'm getting pe – putting on some little bit of pounds, that, that's going to take away that, – that affects all facets of your life. So, again, uh, jiu-jitsu, 
I use a lot. And actually, um, that's, you know, jujitsu and being physically fit, you guys ask, like, how can I do this? How can I run this business by myself? It's because I'm physically fit. I, I shovel all the snow outside. I move all these boxes. I can pick up things properly, and my body's durable. I can do all the stuff I do. I'm doing a roughly a four-person job with one guy here. Um, today, I was putting this JZX90 inside the shop. Uh, broken tie rod, had to change tires. It's snowing. It's cold, and you want to quit. And the thing about it, um, you can't you can't quit in life. You can't quit in anything. And um, jiu-jitsu, like I say, Tony here, Jiu-jitsu, I already had that strong mentality and I wanted to test myself. And then, like, you know, when somebody's choking you out or you're about to pass out, I think I've, I think I've been, I know for sure, because I couldn't remember it, that I, uh, I, I blacked out one time, but I, I came to you and we kept going. And um, I, just, I didn't want to let go. The, I was getting choked, some kind of choke. I think it was a, uh, it was a blood choke. And um, I was kind of dehydrated anyway. And, uh, yeah, man, I got choked out. But, you know, it's like you don't quit. And uh, that's how, you know, that's just how I do everything. It's just, you got to go, you got to go full in. I'm into I'm, everything that I'm into. Again, mainly racing, music, jiu-jitsu, martial arts, very passionate about it. Sadly, you can't do all of them at the same time, but you can actually use different uh, ones or different aspects. I was, I'm still into computers and everything, but not how I was before. Um, it's changed a lot, but um, yeah, it, it's uh, you kind of put everything together and use all those skill sets. So that's why I can run. I got to do the podcast. I do the editing. The music that you're hearing here is my own music or my any any of my buddies and stuff like that. Um, so it's just combined. You don't forget anything. Uh, you know, I was I would say I started the music first, playing trumpet. Then I got into sports in high school, and then you know I got into uh, cars in high school. And then you just use all those skills. And I had the computers. And the computers facilitated the car work. So the music making facility, you know, makes allows me to make my own music. Um, editing DVDs a long time ago allowed me to, you know, back in the day, allow me to edit videos and get things out there. Um, so you, you combine all your skill sets to do things, and that's just how you become self-sufficient. You ain't gotta look for people in this problem solving. That's one thing uh, for me. I I, I am very that's it's one the, one of my favorite attributes is just problem solving. This this you know, today when I was coming back from Yokohama. And um, they, the part of the tow road was closed, like closed off. So most people, when stuff like that happens, like I seen the exit coming up, I was like, all right, cool. I got, I got, I got, I had a big truck, a, a three car carrier, and I got to navigate through these little roads. And I'm like, you know, I, I know I can drive um, the truck. So I was like, all right, I'll take this route. And I'm pretty good with, uh, you know, directions and stuff like that. So and luckily I had the, the phone to, to help. And it's just like when, you know, when you get roadblocks in life, um, you know, and it's kind of like, I'm kind of like really diving into the jujitsu thing and it kind of plays a big part into my, my psyche. Um, some people, when it, you know, I see the exit there, it's like, all right, cool exit. I got to go around, navigate through some town that I've never been in before with a big truck and most people will freak out. And that when you get to those situations in life where there's doing anything, this, this, before you freak out or you start cussing people out or you're like, fuck this or what I'm going to do, just, just, just relax. Just, just think about what it is you got to do if it's in, if it's within your spectrum to control, then control it. If it's outside of your spectrum, you can't do nothing about it. And that's just life. And that's just the way I approach everything. Um, even with that, you know, sometimes you know certain situations. Like I mean, if you know your wife's calling your and your your kid just busted his nose or something happened with your kid, and then at the same time a customer comes from the backside and like and, and is BS about something, and then somebody else coming from this side. Yeah, it's times where. Certain timing is, is, you know, I've had it happen before, even with the business. I had some personal shit, uh, stuff happen, and then at the same time, a customer want to be a knucklehead, and I blow up on that guy, which he deserved, but, you know, you know, whatever. You know, running a business, you're not supposed to do that. But, you know, the thing is, I know I wasn't wrong, and at the time, the timing just kind of things explode and, and stuff like that. Um, but going back to jujitsu here, because I'm still, I'm still talking about if I was training jujitsu regularly, that stress would be kind of relieved, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would not have done that. But again, still, it's just um, not, um, you know, kind of getting a little, just getting carried away here with the topic here. But it's just um, jujitsu. What I was saying before, kind of like, kind of tying it back up to this question, because you want to talk about jujitsu. Uh, just doing that, uh, keeping that physical health up. That physical health helps you to think clearly, and then that kind of plays into every, all different things, problem solving, being calm under stressful situations. Again, I, I, you know, I've been in Iraq. I've been shot at. I've been hit by IDs. I've, been hit, seen, I've seen mortars drop right in front of me, 
and everything, you know, and we're, we're behind the K-walls and stuff like that. It's just um, how you react, and that's one of, you know, one of my, my other attributes I love about myself is just being calm and reacting when most people would shut down. Um, some, you know, I'm a, I'm a quiet guy. When I, if there's nothing to talk about, I'm not talking. I'm not just somebody that's going to run their mouth for no reason. And that's, the, you know, my thing is I speak when I have to speak, and then when I speak, you know, I make it loud, I make it it's, it's loud and clear. And there's no there's no miscommunication or did he say this? It's loud and clear every time. Some people who are, you know, got that big bark when it's time to talk, it's time to step up. Those are the ones who are, you know, they, they can't they can't talk or they stutter and stuff like that. Um, you know, that's the difference, man. It's just people who are, rea are reactive or proactive. The way I live my life, I'm always proactive. I'm always um, I'm always in the the not the limelight, but I'm always I'm not a I'm not a I'm I'm, I'm a producer of everything. Uh, playing sports, other people watching you, music, making music, people watching you or listening to your music, uh, competing in you know drifting, competing in jujitsu, people watching. I'm just not I'm not a I'm not a consumer. And that's this. I don't really, I don't really consume much at all. I I, I put stuff out there. I'm a I'm a creator, and uh, that's just the difference out there. For there's way more consumers out there than creators. If you look at like a you know F1, uh, not F1, but F1, uh, you know, um, uh, what is it? Uh, football or soccer? The Super Bowl that just happened. I haven't watched Super Bowl since 2005 when I left the team in uh, University of Maryland, 2006, 2005. I, because I can't watch something I do, and I, that kind of takes me back to when I was when I first went to University of Maryland. I was on academic scholarship, and the uh, the uh, the first year we had to maintain a 2.8 GPA at least, or you or and you had you couldn't play sports. But I'm like I can't. I'm a three sport athlete. I walk and I was like, dude. As soon as that first semester was over, I was able to uh, walk on and I walked on immediately. As soon as that day was released, tryouts were there and I walked on. Um, Coach Galt, uh, you know, lift some weights. Prior Marine, very no, no BS type of guy. Uh, it was Coach Friedgen there at the time. I played uh, on that team that year. Uh, it was um, what's the what's the uh, the uh, couple guys that was in the pros. Uh, Vernon Davis, uh, tight end. Um, what's his name, man? He played for the Chargers. Sean Merriman uh, played with that guy. All cool dudes, man. But they were like freaks of nature. Uh, you know, I was you know I'm not a small guy, man. But you around all these dudes that are like six four, six five, two hundred and eighty pounds. Like that's different guys, man. Uh, kind of cool stories. Vernon Davis, man. I, I'm again in high school. I was never manhandled by anybody. I hit a lot of people and stuff like that. Uh, whatever made a lot. You know, I wasn't a start. I wasn't a. I started, and then you know, I, I wasn't a captain or anything like that. I just, I was just was physical. So I remember like my first, one of my first practices, man. I went against uh, Vernon Davis, and um, you know, I'm coming around the outside and kind of. It was kind of. It was weird because. Uh, I mean, college, like, you all walk on to, like, live practice dummies. Like, they were making me do stuff that you don't do. Like, the guy was like, all right, for this look, I want you to go over there and, uh, and go, you know, go to the inside or go to the outside. And, you know, as a, you know, will linebacker, you wouldn't do that. So, they was like, do this because we want to see if this guy goes here, then we can make this play. So, that was kind of hard. And uh, I kind of got into it. And the guy was like, just do what they say, man. Um, so, one time, um, it's Vernon Davis. And the guy told me to do something. I was like, man, screw this, man. I want to make this shit happen. So I like, I went, I was supposed to go around him. And I went like inside and uh, Brandon Davis come out the line, man. And like got his, um, got his like uh, hands under my shoulder pads, open hand. And I'm like trying to swim him and do all this stuff, man. I couldn't get him off, man. I was like, and then uh, he was like, I look, as I'm doing all this stuff, he just looked, Brandon Davis looking at me in my eyes, looking at me. And I'm not looking at him, trying to get around. Then I look up at him. Then the dude just picks me up. I'm like I'm about five ten at the time five ten two hundred forty five pounds. Vernon Davis open hand under my shoulder pads picks me up, like didn't throw me just puts puts me to the side and kind of just stands there, and I was like that's when I was like man this is a different level man. Division one football was kind of crazy to be right there, right like right next to the pros, but I didn't go to the level. So again, I'm just kind of going back again. I've done a lot of different things in my life and uh, you know accomplish a lot of different things but it's all about confidence and all that stuff and it's been physically ready for it you know if the zombie zombie apocalypse happen are you going to be physically fit or you're just going to be one of those guys who gets killed right away you know or rise to the top you know it's alpha beta whatever kind of males out there different things like that you know you just want to hold it down and everything so um again kind of uh kind of went on a little again there was only a, few, a couple of questions that i pulled out of that uh that uh that uh last um uh last live session 
and all that stuff like that. So one thing, moving moving along, uh, one thing I'll kind of I'm, I'm going to start doing uh, pretty uh, pretty soon. Well, not soon, actually starting today. It's like once in a while, just like produce, like show some parts off that I, that from my, uh, from my partners and things like that. Um, try to do like at least one party part uh, a uh, show and get those out there and showcase those. I'm not really showcasing anything that um, that's honestly not a partner of mine. Um, you know, what I mean, uh, it's, it's 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 a it's a back scratching uh, thing. So uh, just kind of getting right to it. Not I'm definitely not gonna talk about this big ass calculator. Uh, I like I like this because I'm getting I'm 35 now and my eyes kind of that little calculator suck for doing stuff. So this thing is huge. Uh, but what I got right here is uh, somebody was asking the last time uh, in a la live session. Uh, what coilovers to run on this RB2 Odyssey, and uh, what I use is Reaction coilovers, Reaction Sport coilovers. Um, this was sent to me by Chris Chang of Reaction. Um, I got the demo back there on the wall, and this is the same one you see every time you come to my shop. Um, so I use um, this kind of hitting on that. Um, it's the same standard stuff. You got the 30, you know, 32 fully fully adjustable uh, coilovers. Uh, they got pretty much the new new age uh, new age uh, metal. And uh, different uh, synthetic metals and everything to, that allow it allows it to spin freely, uh, so it's pretty nice. Uh, nice rubber boots, grease cups, and things like that. So there's nothing. I mean, all suspension. There, there's little variants. I mean, what I tell guys, there's there's top of the, there's top shelf. There's stuff that's off the shelf that you can't get your hands on at all. Uh, but for the most thing, there's little little differences between all of them. I tested a lot of different coilovers over the years, and I've, uh, there's either good or bad. Um, these I've tested out S14. Um, I'll drop the links down here so you guys can see. Um, I, I'm, I think I'm pretty much the only dealer for it in Japan, which is pretty cool. Um, again, standard stuff you've seen on all the coilovers, um, the, the ability to adjust cam camber, the, uh, the ability to adjust the damper and everything right here. So, I mean, this, it's just good stuff. I mean, again, uh, it's, it's either clearly junk or it's good. Um, I'm not going to promote anything that's that's not that's not good. Um, they, they they provided me with coilovers for the um, Subaru. I got a set for the NSX being made. I got a set that's coming for the uh, Cappuccino, and uh, different things like that. Um, so again, good stuff. And um, I, I definitely stand by. You can go to my site, pinkwithpinkwithstyle.com, go to the store, and I order yours. So I got a list list there of the cars that they make them for. If you don't see your car there, definitely message me, and then we can actually get it going. If your car is not made. We can get them made. Like I can get the coilovers made uh, for the guys that need special things that bring the car to the shop, measure it, and get it done that way. Uh, but again, they can produce any coal. They can produce coals from any car that you need that's not uh, not made, and it's pretty custom and everything. Uh, excuse me, right there. So again, this is our Reaction Sport uh, coilovers are pretty good. And again, I got the videos and stuff up there that I'll link down here so you guys can see the test. And again, um, they don't pay me anything. I paid uh, paid for my first sample and stuff like that, um, so it's not um, definitely not going to promote anything that's bad or anything like that. So again, kind of uh, again, I just want to talk a little bit. I think this is a little bit over or at an hour, and just want to get some stuff out there. So again, so much stuff to talk about and think about. Um, again, I will be having a guest on here just kind of recap back to the beginning. Um, I'll have Alan Newsom, uh, David Adams, and then I'll have the um, uh, Chris De Debo, as you call him. Uh, my University of Maryland buddy. Um, as you guys can see, I'm all, like, the one thing I do, like, everybody, you know, they had intro music or whatever. Uh, I'm not going to do it that way. One thing I'm going to do is um, just, you know, as you, I got the music to the outro, um, all the music is, uh, any music you've seen or heard on my videos uh, in the last five, six, or seven years have all been my own music because YouTube changed, and then if you had, like, 50 Cent or whatever, uh, whatever, whatever in there, they hit you for the uh, copyright notice. And then your, your your video can't get monetized. Um, so all my all the song, all the music that you heard and all my videos are either from myself or uh, my buddy Myron, which I like his style, so I use his stuff. So those out there who are music producers, uh, make your own music. Um, definitely hit me up. Um, I, I I do sample. So the guys out there who sample, you got to make sure your sample is chopped up enough where it won't trigger. Um, so you can't be playing a whole damn sample out and then like you know they'll they'll do that. So I even got a, I got a few songs myself, tracks myself that I can't use because the sample is too, it's kind of played a little bit too much and it's not chopped up enough and they can kind of it gets tagged. So if you're gonna uh, you can submit your music uh, to DonaldPankelStyle.com 
if you want to get your music played at the end here, and um, I just I like to I like to promote my my guys out there who make music uh, viewers who make music things like that because again you know Ja Rule or whoever not Ja Ja Rule is a bad example but whoever out there you know those guys are already out there game or Fifty Cent whatever 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 any genre there's already. And, and it doesn't matter. I listen to all different kind of music, so it ain't got to be hip-hop. If you do electronica, techno, drum and bass, whatever, whatever, just go ahead and send me, the, send me links to your music, and I'll throw some tracks up there from different people. Um, so that's how it is, man. I just want to promote my circle and promote my guys and get everybody out there to, you know, to know those guys. So, again, um, this wasn't going to be a few, few minutes, but it's just like it kind of goes on. Again, thank you guys for uh, taking your time out and uh, tuning in. And this is going to be uh, Donald Jackson signing off from the Pink, Pink Ranger, whatever you want to call me, DJ Jackson, Donald, whatever. Uh, it's going to be me signing off from Masawa, Japan. And I'll see you guys on episode three. See you later. <laughs>